Hey friends, welcome to More of Jesus with Pastor Amy. Last time at Dinner Church, uh, our multi-generational <laughs> friends acted out the scene of Matthew chapter 4, the temptations of Jesus. And when we did that, we realized, wow, Jesus is super relatable, first of all. Um, Jesus was hungry, like um, his humanity on full display. Uh, Jesus was weak in this moment, um, but he was able to resist these crazy temptations um, that would have been really easy to fall into. And the Holy Spirit went with him and gave him the power to do that, even at his most vulnerable and weakest point um, physically and mentally and emotionally. How in the world could Jesus do that? And one of the indications in the text is about Jesus had a super strong sense of identity. And I think that's the case for you and me as well. If we are to, in our weakest moments, rely on the Holy Spirit and choose not to fall into temptation, it takes a really strong sense of self, a strong sense of identity, truly, deeply knowing and believing who we are. Because that's the only way to have that kind of unusual integrity in secret when no one else is looking. By the way, a lot of this way of looking at these temptations I first read in Pete Scazzaro's book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. How did Jesus develop this super strong sense of self and this identity? If you look in Matthew chapter 3, he did that because God told him who he was. In his baptism, God said in front of everyone, this is my son whom I love and with him I am well pleased. Hey everybody, that's my son. I love him and I'm proud of him. And Jesus believed these words of God so much that when he went into the desert, when he hadn't eaten for 40 days, when he was at his weakest and the tempter came to him and said, if you really are the son of God, that's how the tempter began these temptations challenged the very identity that God had just spoken over him and gave him. Now I want to pause right there and I want to talk about me and you. Do you know who you are? Truly know and believe that you are a child of God, that God deeply loves you, and that God is proud of you. <laughs> Those are really important messages for all of us to hear. Do you carry that strong sense of self, that strong sense of identity into any and every situation you find yourself in? Well, as the tempter goes on and tempts Jesus, he directly goes after this identity that God gave him. He says, if you truly are the son of God, see these stones over here, turn these stones into bread. What he's saying is, Jesus, you can do miracles, right? If you really are the son of God, show what you can do. Find your identity, not in 
Being a child of God that's dearly loved, that's too simple, Jesus. Find your identity in what you can accomplish. Show me that you can do and perform for me. Do you ever feel like you are tempted to veer away from finding your identity as God's beloved child and instead find your identity in what you can accomplish, what you can do well? As a pastor, a large part of every congregation I ever have served have been those in like the retiring age and stage of life. Now they are baby boomers um, age sort of of life. And one common thing that many of these folks have struggled with, deeply struggled with, is that when they retired, they lost their sense of self. Why? Because they told me they found their identity identity in what they did and what they accomplished in their skills, their strengths. And when that was gone and when they were allowed to do more um, hobbies and rest, they lost their sense of self entirely. Some of those people that I have ministered with and for have had devastating consequences. They couldn't even go on living. It crippled them so much. Friends, you are not defined by what you do, your identity is in being a child of God, dearly loved, someone God is proud of, without even accomplishing anything. Because <laughs> Jesus hadn't even preached a sermon or done any miracles yet to this point in his life. And then the next temptation was, hey, if you are the son of God, the tempter said to Jesus. He took him up to the top of the temple where this is the center of religious activity it would have been very public. This is where hundreds of thousands of people would gather for festivals. And the tempter took him to this highest point and said, if you are the son of God, jump off of here and allow God's angels to kind of float you around. Do this in front of everybody. Look, then everyone will see you. Jesus, you'll be famous. You'll be loved. You'll be adored. You'll be worshiped and admired by all these people in Jerusalem, right here in the hotbed of religious activity. This is where the Messiah is expected to come. They'll, they'll revere you, Jesus. And this, this tempter was tempting Jesus to veer his identity away from simply being the son of God that God loves and is proud of without any, what anybody else thinks. And the tempter was trying to veer him away from that into find your identity in what other people think of you. Have you ever been tempted to find your identity in what other people think of you, your reputation? This is a hard one for me. It's where I'm sometimes tempted, often actually, to find my identity. I remember one day I was like going through my mind of the things I had to do that day, and I was thinking, you know, positive imagination, right? When you do this, everybody's going to be like, oh, you did that so great. When you do this, when you complete this task, when you preach that sermon, they're going to be like, oh, that was so good. And then I realized, like, gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> I had to literally repent. That's the the Christianese word for go to God and say, God, I'm wrong about this. My thinking is wrong. I don't need to find my identity in what anyone else thinks about me. It's in you, Lord. It's in you and what you say about me. So God, everything I do today, I had to reframe everything that I was doing that day and say, God, let this be for your glory. God, let this be for you. God, let this be for your glory. 
you're the one who calls me daughter and dearly loved and that you're proud of me without doing all this stuff, without what anyone else thinks of me. How often do you find your identity in what other people think about you or say about you? And then the third and final temptation, the tempter doesn't say if you are the son of God this time, just the first two times. But he takes Jesus to a high mountain and he shows Jesus all of the kingdoms of the world, all the wealth of the world. And he says to Jesus, all this I will give you if you bow down and worship me. And I think that's the third place most of us, many of us tend to veer off course and try and find our identity in, is in wealth and power and pleasure. How often do you define yourself by the things that you own how much you have, how much money you have. We are tempted constantly to do this in our culture as well, that you're a person of worth or a person of value because of what you own, because of the things you have. And this is a huge temptation. Remember, God said, Jesus, your identity is this. You're my son. I love you. I'm proud of you. Before Jesus had anything, Jesus was not a person of means, never became a person of means even. And because of this identity as God's child, Jesus was able in every single one of these temptations not to compromise his integrity, not to compromise who he was, because integrity is truly about who you are, your identity. And in these secret places, in these private instances where no one else was looking, it was just Jesus and the Holy Spirit, God and his tempter. And, and, and Jesus is able to avoid and resist these temptations because he knew and he trusted and believed God. So the question for you today is when God says to you, hey, you are my son or my daughter or my child and I love you and I'm proud of you your worth is not in what you do what other people think of you or in how much you have or own I am giving you your worth I see so much worth in you and I love you dearly when God says that to you do you believe it Do you trust in this identity God has given you? Because that makes all the difference. So I'm inviting you today, believe in what God says about you. God, the one who created you, the one who gave everything to redeem you, and the one who's constantly caring for you, providing for you, protecting you, and calling you into closer relationship with God. You're a person worthy of love because God says you are, and that's all you need. Thanks so much for being with us today.